Marian Restorations and key speakers confirmed for Crime Prevention Conference. That is all coming up with Lena and our local news in about 10 minutes' time at 92.9. Higher or lower game time. Welcome back, by the way, Lena. Thank you. Thank you had you. last week off. I did. It was good. Fantastic. Lovely. Well, welcome back. Thank you. And straight into the higher or lower game, the Slithering Serpent Snake Edition. Mm. We're doing snake stories on the show this morning. If you got one, please six seven six double two nine nine. Yeah, have you seen a? Have you have you got a snake story? I do not have a snake no? story. No. 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 Okay. I've touched one. Yeah. At a zoo. Yeah. And seen I've... one in the wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. When you saw it in the wild, it was far away and nothing really happened. Ah, uh, no, my dog was playing with it. Oh. And my cat was like there as well. No, it's okay. It was only it's a okay? little. It was okay. a little one. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like little. Baby brown snakes can still kill. Yeah, it was a red belly black, actually. So I think they can still kill. (laughs) Yeah, sure, it can still (laughs) kill. But yeah, I don't have any stories. No, I'm not afraid of them. Yeah. But I find them really just disgusting and gross. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they they, they make you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right, here we go. Let's put your snake knowledge to the test. Higher or lower game? Two options. You give me the higher out of the two. Good luck. The longest snake in the world is a what? Is it the green anaconda? Or the King Cobra. What are you Ooh. going with? Longest snake in the world. The big green anaconda. I saw one of them recently at the Sydney Zoo. I think mm. they had oh, one. Wow. Or is it the King Cobra with that dome hooded mm. head? He's scary looking. So with the um, snake charmer man singing okay. songs to it while it dances. I'm going to go with the green anaconda. Green anaconda for the longest snake in the world. Guess what? You'd be right. Well done. Congratulations. Average length of about 5.21 metres. Some reliable sources have recorded lengths in excess of 8.8 metres. Yuck. The king cobra is the longest venomous snake in the world at around about 3 metres on average. So there you go. Don't mess with him. The most poisonous snake in the world is a what? Is it the inland taipan or the black mamba? The black mamba or the inland taipan. I think I saw the black mamba once at a like indoor jazz club, but anyway, that's a story for another day. <laughs> the inland. T- <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna go the taipan. Thank tie you very pan. much. Here a week. The inland taipan. You'd be right. Well oh. done. Congratulations. One bite possesses enough to kill more than 100 fully grown humans. Ah. It is crazy. Yuck. It's also extremely fast and agile that it can strike instantly with extreme accuracy, often striking multiple times in the same attack, mm. and it usually almost envenomates in almost every case. Yeah, right. I knew about the, the striking. I knew that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know they were the most poisonous. That's yeah. crazy. They're kind of hidden. They went, yeah. they, they found the inland taipan back in the late 1800s and then it vanished and then they found them again in the 70s. I thought it literally went extinct. Wow. And, but no, they're out there. So be careful. Ugh. Final one to make it three from three. Good luck. <laughs> the longest snake skin Ooh, ever found okay. was how long? Seven meters long? Or 12 metres. Longest snake skin. Longest snake skin. I found a couple of snake skins up at the transmitter hut when yeah. I had to visit the transmitter. Thankfully, no snakes. But how do they, the do they shed like a slinky, which will make it longer? Is that how it sheds? Don't know. You've, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I think it just, com- it just comes off, I think, doesn't it? It just like... 
like gets it wriggles off or? hard and crusty and yeah. it just kind of falls off. I wish some I hope someone out there tuned in at that exact moment, not knowing the context. <laughs> and they've woken up on this Wednesday morning, it's foggy outside, they've turned their radio on and I've just said it goes hard and crusty <laughs> and falls off. I hope Look. someone tuned in at that exact moment there. We're talking about snake skins before you put okay. any complaints into the box. <laughs> talking about snake skins. I'm so gonna Kyle and Jackie O. They're back tonight. They talk about other stuff. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with seven meters. Seven meters. I know it's I know it's significantly shorter than the twelve meters. Yeah. But if the snakes are like five meters long mm. or whatever, I feel. But then if it slinkies off, it could be yeah. twelve. I'm gonna go with seven. Just, seven. Yeah, I'm gonna go with seven. Guess what? You got three from three. Oh. Well done. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Well done. Yeah, a seven-meter-long snakeskin, supposedly the longest ever found a record was in 2019. Snake expert David Walton said that it likely belonged to a reticulated python from Southeast Asia. However, still to this say they have no idea how the snakeskin came to be in far north Queensland. They reckon like a big python like got out of someone's cage and just shed skin Ew. in in the guy's backyard up there in Cairns and he found it and there you go. So gross. So, well done. Three Thank from you. three. Your snake knowledge is oh, exceptional. Wow. It's up there with your knowledge of Instagram. Well done. And insects. And insects, yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. Maybe I should go on and do, <laughs> work with maybe. animals or something. Animals yeah. on Insta. On Instagram, yeah. JB, I quit. I'm out. I'm going somewhere else now. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> Everyone heard me doing the news last week. We can't lose you. <laughs> Well done. We'll have the higher or lower game again next week. And, of course, uh, more snake stories throughout the show this morning as well. 676-2299. Go on the draw for our Keys Friday Meet Tray if you make it on air. 726, this is One Republic. I don't know what you've been told. Counting Crows at 92.9, 19 past 8. And JB for breakfast for Country Auto's GWM Havel. World Snake Day was on Sunday, and as much as I love chatting about snakes and sharing your snake stories, I wasn't coming in on a Sunday to do that. So here we are, belatedly, World Snake Day, your snake stories this morning. Share them with us, 676-2299. Everyone's got a snake story, a snake encounter where they've seen one, maybe unfortunately tread on one, had an encounter with one. Uh, please, 676 make it on air, go on the draw for our case Friday Mitre, our Facebook page is teeming with slithery serpent stories like this from Jamie, Jamie was working in the shearing shed, what could go wrong, went to the toilet at lunch, sat down, did my business, and then flushed, no water came out, so that was a bit unusual. Anyway, the other girl who was working with me went to the toilet after me, and she came running, screaming, yelling, snake. She was tripping over. She hadn't even pulled up her pants yet. She was in that much of a shock and horror. She'd sat down on the toilet, heard a noise, right? Looked, looked between her legs, and a snake was coming up out of the toilet... The snake had wrapped itself under the rim where the water comes out, which is why when he went in there before, no water came out because there was a snake blocking the hole. So he's disturbed it. Or sorry, she, Jamie, she's disturbed the snake. She's left. Someone else has come in. And because Jamie disturbed it, it's, it's, it's slithered out and attacked the poor other girl. 
It was that, a blue belly black snake. Well, I didn't even think we had blue belly black snakes, but there we go. Blue blue belly black snake. That is possibly the most disgusting story I've ever heard in my life. I saved that one just for you to come into the studio for that one because I knew how much you'd love oh, that story. It's worse than watching the anaconda videos, you know, with the body You've been swallowing. doing that this morning. No, 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 we no, no. talking about snakes all morning. <laughs> so you decide to Google no, that. No, no, but I do get a lot of videos coming up that, you know, of anacondas yeah. eating people and it's ah. and you will for the rest of the day ah. now because we've spoken about it all day and our phones spy on us <laughs> this is freaky from ben ben stepped and fell on top of an eastern brown snake and got bitten by the pant near the leg by the snake ben is so damn lucky as the skin uh hadn't actually been hit with the fangs but it left the sticky poisonous residue on his leg oh so that's yeah, so good on you, Ben. That's, yeah, that's that's freaky. Hey, you got a snake story for us, please. 676 A couple of people with, like, horrendous practical joke stories of people with rubber snakes scaring him. So that's just, I shake my head on World Snake Day that you'd, you'd even you'd even do that. That's just, that's why. Um, 676 or on our Facebook page for World Snake Day, your snake story. Make it on air. And we'll put you in the drawer for our K's Friday me tray. Hi, it's Helen Heist. Well, I was sunbaking, very dozy, mm. and a brown snake went across my ankles. <gasps> and I'm thinking it's my dog's belly. And I <gasps> told my dog to get off me. It slithered up my leg, up my mm. arm, up to my shoulder. And I woke up then. Mm. And me and Mr. Brown Snake were looking at each other. Mm. And... I got up and threw the snake off me, and <gasps> that was it. So I was very lucky. What the hell? I know, I know. I've never been so close to a snake <gasps> in my life. Oh man, I've got. I know. I've got the heebie-jeebie, goosebumpy things going on. <laughs> That's. Yeah. The, I thought you were about to say you were gonna like you reached down and you went, "Hey, hey, puppy," and you're giving it yeah. a rub and <laughs> a stroke and. You know, yeah. throwing a bone or something for it to a stick for it to chase after and wondering why it's... Oh, yeah, man. No, I really and, thought it was my dog. And the snake se- seemed as docile as you did from the sounds of it. What? It was No, no dramas yeah. at all? No dramas whatsoever. It was just having a chill day and, and just going across my legs and up my shoulder. <gasps> oh, man. So I was about man. to long because it was still going across my legs, but it was up to my shoulder. <gasps> I know. <laughs> oh, Margie, that is nuts. Yeah, I know. And right now we've got four. Yo, yo, check this out. Yeah, check this out. Wake up, wake up. Wake me up. With JB for breakfast. I just love the good energy that comes from my radio. I love it. Awesome to listen to. Hashtag, Hashtag JB929. Tamra, let's go. Go, go, go. Speaking of sport, coming up soon... But time to catch up with Jackie O'Neill from Tamworth Regional Council about this very exciting event coming up, a winter's night in Fitzroy. Jackie, how are you this morning? I'm good, thanks, JB. How are you doing on this cold morning? Yeah, very well, very <laughs> well, thank you. It is a little bit. Uh, the Fitzroy Mall will be um, will come to life, uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday for a winter's night on Fitzroy. This is exciting. Yeah, so we've got an event running that will transform the plaza itself into a bit of a winter's delight we call it so we're going to have some live entertainment some delicious food and beverages and lots and lots of activities for people to do 
Fantastic. What's some some of the activities we got going on down there? So we're bringing in some fire pits, some comfy couches, blankets. We've got a, a silent disco. Uh, we've got live music by Savage Groove. So they'll be um, sending out the tunes for the 70s, 80s and 90s. So um, something for everyone. Face painting for kids, some craft sessions, basketball ring for the kids as well. Um, and also the, um, the the various different retailers down there and the restaurants will actually be doing some special special delights as well. Oh, fantastic. Lovely. Got them on board. That's sensational. Yeah, yeah that's right. So as an example, so the Post Office Car Burger Urge, Vietnamese restaurant, um, they'll all be doing something special. Homestead is an example. They're doing hot chocolates, Cheerios and donuts. So to get into the into the um, cold night, keep you nice and warm while you're down in Fitzroy, Fitzroy Place. So, yeah, lots of different things happening. And this is all sort of the, the next day or the next evening after the NRL game between um, yes. Tigers and South. Yeah, that's it, exactly. So, look, plenty of people in town So uh, to check out that NRL game. So uh, definitely get along and enjoy this one. And a couple of um, uh, Arts Northwest and One of a Kind have been involved with this as well. Yeah, they have. We work very closely with Art, um, Arts Northwest and one of a kind. So that's where our comfy couches are coming from. And Arts Northwest has kindly donated some fire pits. We'll also have the fireys on, on call and they'll be handing out some goodies for the kids. And um, there'll be a truck there as well. So we make sure that our fire marshals and our fire pits are all, you know, according to code and, and people take um, nice advantage of those. So they're the sorts of things. And that's why we're encouraging people of all ages to come down, you know, try to get people out difficult i know in winter sometimes so this creates an event where mm. people can come out and um and enjoy a, a cool winter's night but enjoy things that our locals um a local economy can offer it's it's interesting jb because we did a study and the study told us that if we actually create sort of these different experiences for people particularly those people coming for the nrl we get them to stay one more night as an example because part of our one more campaign um, create that different experience, encourages people to stay another night. If we just have a quarter of those people staying another night um, over a period of a year for various different events, that's an additional $20 million to our economy. So we're trying to create these type of events to encourage people to come, stay in Tamworth, stay a little bit longer and enjoy mm. what we have to offer. Yeah, no, I love it. No, that'll make sense. Fantastic. It's on next Saturday night, Fitzroy Street Plaza between 6 and 9. Correct, that's right. So, you know, get there early to get your couch. We've got some blankies as well to keep you nice and warm. So, yes, bring the kids, um, bring the grandparents, bring your teenagers. There's something for everybody. Yeah, no, love it. Hey, Jack, thank you so much for having a chat with us this morning. All the best with the event next Saturday night. Looking forward to it. Thanks, JB. Take care. My absolute pleasure. 8.42, Jacqueline O'Neill there from Tamworth Regional Council chatting about the Fitzroy Street Mall coming alive next Saturday for a winter's night on Fitzroy. All the details on our events page for that one as well. FM929.com.au. Speaking of sport on the way, right after this, 200 bucks to spend at Sports Power and Toy World at the Atrium. We'll take your guesses for that after this. Miley Cyrus, this is Jaded. I don't want to go and talk too long. No. Wrong, but never said I'm sorry. Full ad boy at 16 past 7 at 92.9. JB here today. The theme of the show is all to do 
with slithering serpenty snakes. I want your snake stories this morning. Six seven six double two nine tonight. Before we get to the snake edition of the higher or lower game, I got this snake story from Stephanie, who owns a snake. She's a snake owner. She's she owns a pet snake. Stephanie, thank you very much. She was out with the dog outside playing and then went to wash her hands inside. On my way to washing my hands, I walked past my snake enclosure and noticed our jungle python was actively cruising around. So I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm going to say hi. I'm going to give you a pat. I'm going to pat the snake. So um, she reached in to pat the python. The pythons obviously smelt the dog on her arm and latched on to Stephanie's hand as a food response, wrapping herself around her arm while she was also wrapped around a branch inside the enclosure. Stephanie was trapped like that for four hours. Four hours. She had her, like, arm... What's the word? Like, um... It was almost like, uh, you know, when you, you break something and you, you have to use it as a... as a... The, the stick thing. Splinter. Splint. That's the it. Splint. Thank you very much. The no. splint. That's what we were looking for. <laughs> yeah. It was like her arm was splinted to the branch with the snake as the adhesive to make it all happen. <laughs> and then I've learned something from this. Stephanie also writes that uh, snake saliva has an anticoagulant. I love that word. Anticoagulant. So even though they have lots of tiny teeth, which just feels like a pinprick, it bleeds like crazy. She had blood dripping down her arm. The snake had blood all over its face. It reminded me of a scene from Jaws. Laughy face. So there you go. Steph can laugh about that now. That sounds just, you know, I don't know. It's a no from me. Yeah. It's a no. Each to their own. Oh. Each to their own. We've had a couple of people write on there saying that they've got pet snakes. They love them. I've known people that have had pet snakes. I worked with a girl who used to have a pet snake. I, I patted the pet snake when I've been around her, her place. I was like, yeah, sure. Go when in Rome. Do what the Romans do and pat the snake. But um, look, no, I'm just going to stick to my rabbits. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'll stick to my dog. <laughs> More snake stories coming up. 676-2299 if you've got one. Share it with us, of course. Make it on air. Go on the draw for our case Friday me tray. And the higher or lower game snake edition. You feeling confident with this one, Lena? Absolutely not. We'll get to that next. (laughs) (laughs) See all the action at the still Timber Sports National Championships. With someone chatting about what's going on locally, nationally or internationally. Or something a little different. It's the McCafe Coffee Break. And from NBN News, Jack Howard. Morning, Jack. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, JB. I'm like a kid on Christmas with all the sport that's just about to start. I know it's, it's very busy, and look, I know I know nothing about cricket. Everyone knows that, so that's why I had to bring you on to uh, decipher the ashes for me. What that gets underway a little later on tonight, tomorrow morning. It certainly does. A little bit later on tonight, prime time tonight, and uh, what a cracking game for it. Uh, the fourth Ashes match at Old Trafford, Australia, with a chance to secure an Ashes win in England for the first time in more than 20 years. So it's exciting and exciting for Ben Demir. Josh Hazelwood has been named to make his return into the squad. He replaces Josh Bolland in a lineup that will not feature a front-line spinner. It's the first time Australia will go without a front-line spinner in 11 years. David Warner keeps his spot at the top of the order, while Cameron Green will come back in, and he replaces, of course, Todd Murphy. 
What 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 do you think it comes down to? Um, Australia doing so well in the in the cricket again, especially over in England with the Ashes. Uh, I, I think we've taken um, arguably. Or I don't even think it's arguably. I think we've taken our best batting lineup over there since that uh, cracking two thousand and five series where we had, uh, you know, that uh, once in a lifetime team led yeah. by Ricky Ponting. Uh, you know, going into the series, we had Usman Khawaja, uh, who I think has been our best batsman over the last two years opening. And then on the ICC test rankings, we had the number one, number two, number three ranked batsmen in Marnus Labashain, Steve Smith and, and Travis Head. And, and all four of those men um, have stood up. Uh, Marnus hasn't gone on to make a big score, but he has steadied the ship and, and made sure uh, with little contributions here and there that uh, England hasn't been able to get into Australia's middle order with a new ball. And uh, we know that our bowling lineup is is good enough to get the mm. job done. They have done it for 10 years, and they've been doing that as well. So, yeah, look, it's, it's been a fantastic series so far. Of course, the other exciting thing is the Women's World Cup here in Australia getting underway tomorrow night. This is exciting. Uh, it, it, it's going to be huge. Uh, you know, it's, for Australia, it's, it's, it's going to be up there with, if not the biggest sports event since that 2000 Olympics. And, uh, how exciting for the... Matildas, who will play in front of a packed Acor Stadium tomorrow night, uh, on track to be one of the biggest crowds they'll ever play in front of. Of course, they'll open their campaign against uh, the Republic of Ireland. It's the first of three group matches for the Matildas. They also have Nigeria and Canada in their group. And, and look, Australia has every reason to be excited and a little bit optimistic, given what the Matildas managed to do in their friendly last week against the third-ranked France. Of course, that 1-0 win... Gives them such great momentum coming in. As I mentioned, France is the third-ranked country coming into this World Cup, while Australia, they head in as number 12. So hopefully the Matildas can you know, go on a bit of a run and cause a couple of upsets. And uh, for me, we saw Lionel Messi really cement his place in, in history as one of the all-time great footballers at the World Cup last year uh, with his performance for Argentina. And, and hopefully we can see Sam Kerr do something similar for Australia. Uh, you know, a, a big World Cup campaign here and, and maybe hopefully leading Australia all the way, but uh, particularly if she can star and, and help lead the country, you know, into the pointy end of the competition, I think it will go a long way for herself and, and hopefully for the country winning. Yeah, exactly. That's it's fantastic for women's sport and soccer in our neck of the woods in general. As we head into round 21 of the NRL, it gets underway at Wollongong uh, tomorrow night. The Dragons against the West Tigers. This will be an exciting match. Can you take the sarcasm be. there? Uh, no, look, it will be an exciting match for all the wrong reasons. It, it well and truly is the battle of the spoons. So, yeah. Look, I'm tipping the Tigers here, JB, mainly because I'd probably prefer to see the Dragons with the spoons. <laughs> Friday, we've got um, the fourth and the fifth place taking on one another, Raiders versus the Warriors. Yeah, they've been the two quiet achievers this year. Uh, and they're also probably the two teams in the top eight that people every week, they say, oh, I think this is the week that, you know, the job will be too tough for them. I would be taking the Warriors purely on the fact that it's in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, but look, this is the type of upset that the Raiders like to like to prove and they love costing their tips. So who knows how that one plays out. Broncos versus the Rabbits on Friday night as well. This will be an absolute blockbuster. The Rabbitohs are back to basically full strength. They welcome back a a contingent of players who have been out, led by Latrell Mitchell, while the Broncos also welcome back Reese Walsh from injury. So, uh, look, I, I think this is a semi-final clash come early. 
Again, I'll be tipping the Bunnies on this one purely on the fact that it's played in Sydney. Roosters versus Titans. Yeah, uh, I, I can't believe at the start of the year that I'd be tossing up not tipping the Roosters in this one. Uh, Tino Fasua Maliali, I think I've screwed up his surname there, but he is out, and I think that's a huge loss for the Titans. He's taken a three-week early plea for that shoulder charge on Regan Campbell-Gillard, and I think that might be a too big a loss, and I'll be tipping the Roosters. Knights versus Storm on Saturday evening as well. Uh, JB, uh, it pains me to say it. I think the Knights have a really good chance in this game. I really do. Unfortunately, they don't have a great record against the Storm. But, look, if, if there's ever a time to improve it, it, it is on Saturday. However, it is also the pointy end in a lot of footy tipping competition. Yeah. And for that reason, I'm going to go with my head and tip the Melbourne Storm. Eels and Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will be too strong. They're, uh, they're the form team in the competition at the moment. They're playing some electric footy in. And they gave the Eels quite a touch-up a couple of weeks ago, and I think back on their um, home deck, I think they'll repeat the feed up there. And into Sunday, Panthers and Bulldogs. Panthers, easy. This will be an absolute yeah. bloodbath. Uh, if, if you play super coach, get Nathan Cleary in this week and put the captain on him because I think he'll put on a masterclass in his return to, uh, to the Panthers lineup after being out for about six weeks. And then the final match of Round 21, the Sharks against the Sea Eagles. Yeah, this will be a cracking game. Um, two teams will be quite disappointed with how they're uh, tracking at the moment. Uh, the Sharks have made a couple of big change-ups after their uh, touch-up to New Zealand with uh, Brendan Trindle, Braden Trindle coming into the halves and Matt Moylan dropping uh, to the bench. So that will be an interesting one. Actually, I think Matt Moylan's completely out looking at that. Uh, I'm tipping the Sharks to turn it around, JB. I think uh, there's been a lot of talk heading back to Shark Park against uh, a Seagulls team. Without Tom Trevojevic, uh, I think the Sharks um, can turn it around and put on a good win. Thanks so much for your tips, Jack. Thanks for uh, deciphering the Ashes cricket for me as well, and we'll catch up again next week. That's okay, JB. If you want, I, I can text you all night up to 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a lovely uh, end of the week and uh, enjoy all this uh, sport that's going to be coming your way. Link Airways, flying direct between Tamworth and Brisbane. Welcome.